When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Amber and Ian with Amber and Ian. Look at that. Welcome I am back. back. Welcome back. I feel good to be back. Ian Fitzsimmons, Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Since I was last here, there has been so many things that happened that in a normal world, on a normal day, any one of them I feel like could lead the show. First of all, I didn't even get a chance to react to the national championship because <laughs> I've been sick. And apparently Ian Fitzsimmons, he's been busy. He's just been working his tail off all the way through. When was the last time you had a day off, Ian? Oh, man, this is the beauty part of it, right? I mean, that, that after bowl season, you jump right back in. And uh, after the natty, now we have you know NFL wildcard weekend. This is my favorite weekend coming up. Number one reason, oh yeah, number one reason, I get to cook and Uh watch football and I'm not getting on a plane. I'm here with my family, Uh, the neighbors will come by, I'm going to cook up some chicken and sausage gumbo, and let's go. I mean, just sit on the couch with the Arctic assassin coming into Dallas, Texas, supposed to be 13 degrees on Saturday, bring it on, come on with it. I mean, fire going, football, and I'm not going anywhere for the first time since August. So I am beyond excited about th- th- again, every every year wildcard weekend, my favorite family weekend because I got football, I got family, I got food. So there your you go. family's got you back. Come uh, on the, with now it. college go. football college football's over. That season's over. Now we enter the postseason in the NFL and the season of Ian Fitzsimmons. This is his time <laughs> to actually enjoy himself. Hi, at least kids. Until, I'm your dad. <laughs> at least, right? You get to reintroduce yourself to your daughters, at least until XFL, UFL, whatever it's called now, starts UFL, once again. March 30th. So national championship, I wasn't on air for that. And then I get sick. So I didn't get an opportunity to react to any of the major news here. Eric Spolstra's extension. I'm sure you covered it ad nauseum. Their historic extension, by the way, in the NBA. So you should have mentioned it this week. Okay, I'm proud of you guys for giving it a, it got a little mention. I'm proud of that. Nick Saban, obviously retiring. Pete Carroll out as the Seahawks head coach. Monster stories. Bill Belichick, we get the news today. We will dive into all of those things on tonight's show here. Aaron Rodgers breaking the airwaves here at ESPN time and time and time again. Vrabel out. I mean, there has been... Steph Curry wants roster changes because the Warriors aren't up to Jim Harbaugh there. might be gone. You missed a lot, Jim kid. Jim Harbaugh is gone. I mean, it, well, he's, he yet, looks like he is anyways. Like he is. He's not gone, but we think maybe he is. He's at least exploring options. I mean, there are so many things. And on a normal day, any of those things would lead the A block, right? Any of those things would lead the show. There is only one way, though, to lead this show tonight, and it is the man who has made it to nine Super Bowls, who has won six of them, uh, 12 Super Bowls overall, right? Nine Super Bowls as a head coach. Six of those rings on his fingers. His name is Bill Belichick. He will still be coaching, we think, somewhere. It's just not going to be with the New England Patriots. Yeah, I mean, look, he made that quite clear today, in my opinion. And 24 years there, uh, you know, just, just a remarkable run. And we'll catch up with a future NFL Hall of Famer who was a part of three of those Super Bowls 
with him in New England and Adam Vinatieri. Uh, I, I do believe he will, he will be in Canton, uh, along, right right next to Morton Anderson, the legendary Saints and Falcons kicker. Uh, you know, Vin it knows Bill Belichick as well as anyone, uh, and I, I can't we we can't wait to catch up with Adam Vinatieri coming up later on the program. But look, it, it was quite clear that. After 24 years, it was time to make a change. We've been talking about this uh, as a possibility for three, four weeks now. And now it came to fruition. And, and I love the way that Belichick and Robert Kraft made sure, and they used the word amicably four times in that <laughs> short presser they had, that this is a mutual parting of the ways and we are good. But sometimes, and Bill Cower famously said this when he left the Pittsburgh Steelers that sometimes a voice does become stagnant. I don't care how great you are. It, it, it just falls on deaf ears. And I don't, I don't know if that happened in New England, but I think Belichick, as a GM, cost Bill Belichick the head coach. And that's why Bill Belichick now will be moving on. And he will be – there's zero doubt in my mind he will be on an NFL sideline, if not this year. He may take a year off. Who knows? But guys like that, I mean, they need coaching as much as you and I need oxygen, right? So I, I would I would be stunned if he's not on a sideline. There are seven other jobs that are open right now, and, and Pete Carroll for that matter. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if Pete Carroll, with his energy, that dude's 72 and he looks like he's 52. I hate him. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't stand him because he makes me look old, <laughs> and I am 52, right? So – uh, I think both those guys at some point will at this either if not this year, next year. But I think one at least one of them, probably the hoodie, will be back on an NFL sideline this season. What is it? A zaddy when you're a hot like a hot grandfather? Is that what it is? Is that what the no kids call idea. it these days? Whatever that is. I know what the that's what is. that's what Pete Carroll uh, apparently is. You're right. He certainly seems so much younger than he is. I think that's why the Pete Carroll component of this monster headlines that have broken here over the last 48 hours surprised me the most. Now, we heard these rumblings about Bill the last couple of years, and then, of course, the way things have gone, and particularly the way things went there in New England this season. Even Nick Saban, he had started alluding to things. He's getting older. He'd said on the McAfee show, just his, in his last appearance, that NFL coaches have it better than college coaches have it right now. So he it sprinkled some crumbs, even though that one wasn't as discussed as as Bill Belichick leading up to the decision. The Pete Carroll one I was surprised about. I was surprised that it, it appears Seattle pushed him out of that head coaching role, although I guess he's still being offered to stay on as an advisor. We'll see if he does that. He seems like such a lively dude who's got so much left in the tank. It's hard to imagine that he won't want to actually stay on somewhere else in a head coaching role. But you're right. Belichick made it pretty darn clear that his time in New England is done, not his time with the NFL. He is arguably the greatest coach of all time. I think it's arguable, by the way. I was watching Around the Horn today. I know they introed that show saying, you know, it's it's hands down, you know, inarguable with the greatest coach of all time. Nobody can even uh, challenge that. And I'd say maybe Don Shula tries to challenge that a little bit. And by the way, still the winging, winging, winningest, winningest coach in NFL history. You go wingy. History. Fitzy likes wingy, wing, right? Yeah. Wingy, you Tommy wingy, boy if you want. Winningest. There you go. Uh, but still the winningest head coach in NFL history is in fact, Mr. Don Shula. Bill Belichick 
doesn't have many games to go before he can take that title. I would imagine that has everything to do with it as well because he has taken about every other record in the record books. That's the one that you can still point to where Shula leads Belichick, but if Belichick goes somewhere else, a few seasons, he's within striking distance easily. 15 short of Shula's all-time record. But I, I don't know how much that drives him. I just think the day-to-day glory and the satisfaction of winning every week and being 1-0 every week, I think that's what really drives guys like Bill Belichick and Nick Saban and Pete Carroll. And think about this, Amber. We look back on these the, the, the 24 hours that we just experienced with the greatest college football coach of all time. I, I, I know Bud Wilkinson and everything else at Oklahoma, but he wasn't dealing with NIL and the portal and an 85 scholarship rule. You know, Bear Bryant can go get 150 players. You know, it, it didn't matter. You know, Wilkinson can go get 150 players. It didn't matter. You didn't have the 85 scholarship rule, right? You didn't have NIL. You didn't have the portal. All that, the, uh, all that Saban has had to deal with, that's why I believe he is truly the greatest college football coach to ever walk a sideline. You can make the argument that Bill Belichick, the free agency and everything else, right, that early on in Don Shula's career you did not have to deal with, that he is the greatest you know, NFL head coach of all time. Which one is going to be tougher to take over for? Hmm. Let that, I mean, well, think about that. Do you want to, do you want to go, come in and be the man that follows the man in New England? Or do you want to be the man that follows the man in Tuscaloosa? Neither of the above. I, I, at the NFL level, it's one of 32. So it, you, you want a head coaching job if you can get a head coaching job. But if you have options, forget about it. I don't want to follow either of these guys at any level. Somebody will, though. Somebody will be tasked with that. We will get into that coming up next. What head coach opening is going to be harder, the harder job moving forward? Plus, we heard from Bill Belichick, of course. We heard from Robert Kraft. We will get you that sound coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. James Steele, who normally produces this show, Ian, he's out tonight. Tara's in tonight. Harry Black on the board tonight as well. James is not here tonight. He is still broken in in every way. He broke into our Zoom earlier, holding up a sign that said, Dolphins suck, by the way. And then he texted us, a TikTok of the Corgi that predicts NFL games. He's very upset at this dog because this dog predicted the Dolphins to win the game. I texted back that a boy. Negative so there you go. 30 That's... wind chill in Kansas City. <coughs> Woo-hoo. 
I don't know if you know, did, but Floridian's not really built for all that. I did a game in Kansas City against the Colts uh, probably 10, 12 years ago, uh, week 16, negative 17. You're gonna, and I, that's the coldest I've ever been on the sideline in my entire career, in my life. I mean, uh, I, I had hand warmers everywhere you could put a hand warmer. I mean, in my boots, in my toboggan. I mean, you name it, they were there. I mean, yeah. And when I say they were there, you name it, they were there. I mean, it was You better let me sit on cold. those heated benches if I'm on the coach, sidelines and it's coach, negative 17. With a jet. With, oh. I, I would, you're not allowed to go inside, right, the, the yellow lines in, in, into the players and coaches mm-hmm. area. I would cut in front of that <laughs> yellow line to get in front of that jet fuel, like, you know, heater mm-hmm. just to get a glimpse. And that's, by the way, that's a bad move. I learned that because once you walk away from that heat, you're colder. It's worse. It is absolutely yeah. worse. So good luck to your fish and not freezing in negative 30 wind chill. Damn. McAfee was telling a story about Woo. how, of course, punters and kickers, they're on the sidelines for so much of the game. So they would just sit with tarps over them and get to the point of boiling under the tarp while they're on the bench because the benches are heated and you also have the heat coming up, I guess, from under where your feet are. And so they would try to insulate it all so that they'd just be sweating on the bench so that he wouldn't, he said he wouldn't even warm up for those kicks, that he'd just go out when a game's that cold and just kick it and go straight back. You just got to go out. You did a Florida game with Ugh. me earlier this year where they had the, the, the air-conditioned benches, right? So, oh, yeah. So it's, it's vice versa, right? When you get off that bench, well, that, that ice bench will turn sweat to ice in about 15 seconds. So when you, but you, the problem is when you get off the ice bench, right, and you get back in that heat, especially in the swamp in Florida, you're twice as hot as you were. So it's a, it's a catch-22. But if you got like McAfee, you're there the whole damn game outside of about, yep. you know, 30 second sprints. And that's about it. So I get it. That's, it. that's it. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So negative 30 is supposed to be Ooh. the wind chill of that wild card game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. James Steele has claimed that I've been ducking him all week. I don't know why I need to duck him. OK, it'll be fun to win a playoff game in Arrowhead with Tyreek Hill. OK, no reason to duck him. I've just actually been sick. I think he's ducking me because he's not here tonight. So imagine that. By the way, right now you can sit on the 50-yard line lower level at that game for 265 bucks for a playoff game. Why? Because Negative nobody 30. wants to go to that game. Negative 30. <laughs> and I will tell you, any Dolphins fans that go, God bless you. Because you deserve extra credit for being a real one if you're able to manage that. Bill Belichick, he gets a lot of extra credit. He is no longer, though, the coach of the New England Patriots. He held his press conference today after he announced that him and Robert Kraft and the Patriots, they're mutually parting way. Mutual, mutual, mutual. We heard it over and over. Damnable. This was a mutual decision. You sound we like you don't believe over that. And over I, and over and over again. No, you, you, I, it was. I buy it. Rammed down our throat too much. No, I, I, I feel I, like. I, look, they may have gotten a little bit cross, you know, I mean, and that happens, especially at a 24 year marriage. But I truly believe that, you know, the Kraft family and, and the Belichick clan, uh, they are going to be friends for life. I, I, I don't think that this was not an amicable parting of the ways. It sounds like you I, do. I will. I just I don't think anything's ever truly mutual. Right. Amicable. Fine. I do think it's amicable because of what both sides have done for one another. Of course, it's amicable when you go to nine Super Bowls together right at the end of the day. But I don't agree that it was mutual or I don't believe that it was mutual because nothing ever really is when it comes to breakups. 
Right? I mean, I've never been divorced, but is a divorce really mutual per se? There's always one person that initiates the breakup in, and then the other person might agree, well, that's a good idea. You're right. We're not seeing eye to eye, or we're not growing in the same direction, or whatever the heck. Maybe we do need a change of scenery, but there's always one person that brings it up first, one person that has that thought first, and in this situation, I think that person was Robert Kraft. However, Bill Belichick at this point, certainly on board. Here's Bill Belichick, the six-time Super Bowl champ at his press conference today. All right, morning. Seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. Uh, Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to to be head coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here, and uh, that's exceeded exceeded my my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and you know contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that, and and um, I always have those those great memories. I'll carry with those those with me the rest of my life. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. You can give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. We love when you join the conversation, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. And in college football season, without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. So that was Belichick. There was nothing in these pressers. We also heard from Robert Kraft. There was nothing really that stuck out to me, Ian, or that was highly unusual. They said all the right things, and they hugged numerous times. Yeah, and I, that's why, I, I mean, I, I can't emphasize this enough. I truly believe that this was one that, you know, hey, look, it, it was just time. It was. And Belichick made some mistakes. I mean, you go back to, you know, Mac Jones' rookie year. He, he's in the Pro Bowl, and they're in the playoffs as a rookie. And then Josh McDaniels leaves as his offensive coordinator and goes to the Raiders, which flamed out miserably, uh, to, to say the least. But then he goes and hires Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to be his co-offensive coordinators. Well, you ruined the young man. He's done. Now, I mean, does Mac Jones have a chance to go somewhere else and and be a hell of a quarterback? Sure he does. But that was an awful decision by Bill Belichick, and I think that's when this marriage began to fall apart between the Crafts and the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I mean, it was done. It was over. You know, at that moment, when when he did not go get a true offensive coordinator, it was church. And since then, I mean, it, back-to-back losing seasons, you know, it, it, writing was on the wall. I mean, go back to, like, what was it, week 14, where Jonathan Kraft is, is – you can read his lips telling his dad and Robert Kraft, this, this just doesn't look right. And then it, well, it wasn't right. So does that mean Bill Belichick can't coach anymore? Hell no, man. I mean, look, he hires the right offensive coordinator and goes to the right team. And I think he's going to want a quarterback. Everyone's talking about Atlanta, and we'll talk to Mike Tannenbaum about this later on. Is Atlanta the right spot for him? They have a defense. They have a lot of young talent. The one thing they don't have right now is a quarterback. Atlanta is a quarterback away from being a contender. I mean, I'm serious. That's a young nucleus that is ready if they just have a quarterback. But is that something that that Belichick is willing to roll the dice on? I I, I don't know. But I, I do know the man can still coach. And oh, by the way, think about this. With Saban retiring yesterday, Belichick, mm-hmm. you know, leaving the Patriots today, 
There's only one team in the history of the NFL that could screw that up because one team had both those dudes on the same staff. Bill Belichick, head coach, Nick Saban, defensive coordinator. They did get to the playoffs, but then they Mm -hmm. blew them up stupidly. I mean, there's not a more Cleveland thing in the world when it comes to football. You had Belichick and you had Saban and you fired them after a playoff run. Only the Browns would do that, Miss Wilson. Only the Cleveland Browns. People were making that joke today about those two guys coming back together. Damn, I thought it was being original. On the the same staff somewhere. Uh, It feels a little far-fetched. I do think it's funny, though, that they announced, of course, uh, them moving on from their respective situations within 24 hours of each other. Believe me, I I promise you. Those two talk damn near every day. There is zero doubt in my mind. That they have been in yeah. communication and you would think. Oh, there's no doubt, no doubt. Like you know, I mean, and Saban was, by all accounts, and, and talking to players and coaches, right? There, all the reports are out there that Saban was grinding and working and putting together, you know, and, and, and interviewing assistant coaches when it was almost an epiphany, right? Like, you know what? I'm done. But that's why I that's why I question it because that report is out there now. I don't know how much I believe that report. Frankly, I don't think anybody just like retires all, all of a sudden willy nilly. I'm sure he's had numerous conversations with Miss Terry and yeah. everybody else. Oh, absolutely. Like, but that's the report. The report is like he that he wasn't even sure as of a couple of days ago that he was still struggling with his decision. He confirmed it's, that. That's not However, what it like with Reese, right? With Reese Davis, it sounded like it was it was in the making. And there's no doubt in my mind that he and Belichick have talked about the state of ball and everything else and where they are in their careers. They are so tight. They are thicker yeah, than Yeah, because if it, if it was willy-nilly, he couldn't have told Bill, right? But you're absolutely right. So coming up next, out of those two guys, who is going to be harder to replace? And we'll also open up the phone lines to you. Triple eight, say ESPN. Is it Bill Belichick in New England or Nick Saban in Alabama that is harder to replace moving forward? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There have been a lot of busted rundowns the last few days in this business. I mean, just you plan a show, you have a whole rundown, and the whole thing just explodes either during the show or minutes before you go on air. That has been the story here of the last 48 hours across the sports world. We've never had a day like that, Ian. You've never had a day where you had the greatest college football coach of all, all time and the greatest NFL coach of all time leave their respective positions. Yeah, and then you throw in Pete Carroll, who's one of three coaches to ever in the history of football win a national championship in college football and a Super Bowl. 
The only other two, Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson, and Barry Switzer did it on Jimmy Johnson's coattails, right? So you really want to think about it. It's only really two guys, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and then the Jimster and Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll right now is damn near an afterthought because of Saban no. and Belichick. And Pete Carroll will be roaming a sideline again. There's little doubt in my mind. But to your point, the best to ever do it in the NFL is Bill Belichick. The best to ever do it in college football as a coach is Nick Saban. And in a 24-hour span, all three of those guys we just mentioned are done coaching for their respective teams. That is, I mean, we look back 10 years from now, it's a 30 for 30. Remember the 24 hours. When? I mean, it writes itself. Yeah. I mean, it's it's and, over. What a crazy year it's been, and it's January 11th. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I mean, that's where we're, that's how much news has in. happened here. We are 11 days into 2024 and it is crazy. This 2024. So we are asking you America, who's going to be harder to replace Bill Belichick in new England or Nick Saban in Alabama, triple eight, say ESPN. If you want to join the conversation, 888-729-3776. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons with you. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You said it's easy, Ian, so answer the question. Uh, college football fans are not passionate about their teams. They are obsessed with their teams. And Nick Saban was one play away uh, from having his team playing for another national championship. NFL teams outside of a handful of fan bases are passionate about their teams. And New England has been on a, a, they've gone to -to back-to-back losing seasons. So to me, it is hands down by far, bar none, in my opinion, harder to replace Nick Saban. You're going to go be the man to replace the man. Damn, that is going to be extraordinarily difficult in Tuscaloosa because they have not had that, that, you know, Dana Moore, they have not had that downside yet, whereas New England has the last couple of years. To me, this ain't even close. It's going to be harder to be the guy to fill Nick Saban's shoes than Bill Belichick's in New England. There are generations of people who don't know anything but winning in New England. I mean, there are people that have grown up their entire lives watching the winning there from Bill Belichick in New England. Likewise, of course, in Alabama, they also have been spoiled for many, many years by the tenureship there of Nick Saban. Neither of these guys are going to be easy to replace. I would not want to be the man or woman one day. God willing, that replaces either of these gentlemen, frankly, right? Those are huge shoes to fill. I feel like you never want to be the guy who follows the guy, right? You never want to be that because how are you going to live up to the guy? Now, you I want to be Ron Zook you. to go to your Florida Gators, right? Absolutely. You don't want you to be don't- Zook. You don't want to be Zook following Spurrier, right? You need the guys in between Spurrier and Urban Meyer for the Gators. You never want to be the guy that directly follows the guy. You could be the next guy after the guy that follows the guy, but you can't be the guy that follows the guy. (laughs) Nevertheless, there will be guys that follow these guys. I agree with you. Whoever follows Bill Belichick in New England, slightly easier path. But I have a different reason for it. First and foremost, it's how things ended there in New England for Bill Belichick it's much easier to follow the guy when the guy hasn't looked good since Tom Brady left and they're on the wrong side of the losing win loss column, right? When they have a losing season, a losing season, there's no expectations and they can't make a postseason in years. That's much easier to follow on the other side. 
Nick Saban just won an SEC championship. And I know the standard there at Bama is national championships. Believe me, I imagine that him having another ring, even if it's an SEC ring, still factored into this. He still got to end this thing on a pretty high note that was still a competitive Bama team, unlike what Bill had in New England. So that's number one, why I think the Nick Saban thing is so much more difficult. And then number two is the changing landscape of college football. I think it's such an impossibly hard task now with NIL and the transfer portal. It is such a different world in college ball. I'm not saying that it's not a possible world to navigate. I just think, frankly, it's a younger coach's game, probably, than the dudes in their 70s. So maybe a younger guy is going to be attracted to that job, but of course, less experience. And it's going to be really hard to hold on to those players right now. I know Saban's in the building. He's calling recruits. He's trying to keep them there at Bama. That's going to be a tough sell to keep them there. All those guys are about to be transferring. And he'll still be hands-on, not hands-on, but he'll still be around the program. And, and Saban's not going Maybe. to disappear. You'll, you'll see him, in my opinion, e- either on the game day set at times, you know, or doing a Manning cast type deal, right? I mean, he, he's going to still be around the game. Unless but he shocks I, the world and ends up an NFL coach once again. Didn't go so well with the Miami Dolphins. Let's get to some of these phone calls real quick, though, because, boy, people are lighting up the phone line. Terrence is calling us from Georgia. Hey, Terrence, calling us on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Go ahead. Hi, Amber. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, Thank you. It's going to be hard to replace Nick Saban because, uh, like you were saying, with the uh, with NIL transfer portal and the recruiting, it, that's that's way harder than, than – to sign free agents who want to come there, and the Patriots are real cheap. They, they, they are not one that's going to throw money around to make their team better. However, uh, don't be surprised if you see Belichick, Saban, and Pete Carroll all on the same coaching staff. Oh, come on, Terrence. <laughs> My gosh. That's dude. what come McAfee on, floated today. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah, absolutely yeah. wild. I'm not sure there's a team in the world that has enough money to have all those guys yeah, at this yeah, point in their career on the same staff. I do think what Terrence just brought up is interesting though. The Patriots have been spoiled for many years by having a a good coach in place, right? Where they've been able to work in, in a lot of this, people attribute more to Tom Brady now than they do Bill, but they've been able to work with guys that don't necessarily have the monster names. So they've done it both ways. They brought in the monster names as well at times for help there in new England, but they've also gotten the most out of guys that we weren't previously aware of there in new England. And now when you're going into a new era, Robert Kraft, he's not only going to have to embark on actually interviewing GMs and head coaches, which is something new to him here in many, many years, but also he's going to have to deal with that aspect of the business too, where it may not be all roses. You got to, you know, spend some money and pony up on the big names again. Yeah. And, and that's why one thing, I mean, I, I'm fascinated to see what happens with Mike Vrabel. Uh, and I, we've known Vrabes for damn, you know, over 20 years and, and I don't know if he if he would want to be the guy to succeed, uh, you know, Bill Belichick. I mean, the dude, you know, who he played for and won three Super Bowls with. And Vrabel is Patriot royalty. But now you don't have to give anything up to go get him. I mean, so he's on the street. And like I'm a Ryan Day guy also, by the way. But if I'm Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio State, I'm making Mike Vrabel tell me no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making that phone call. And I don't think Vrabel would go back to college right now because of everything you just referenced. But he, he's a, the, one of the hot names out there that, you know, you're wondering, would he go back to New England? You know, but Gerard Mayo's on that staff. And right now, a, a lot of reports are he is truly the leader in the clubhouse to be the next yeah. head coach in New England. But again, to the topic at hand, it, it, to me, it, it's not even close. It's 
because of the back-to-back losing seasons, you know, and the obsession of Alabama fans. And I've lived there. I, I have, I've, I've been a broadcaster in, in, in WJOX in Birmingham. I can tell you right now, that obsession with that fan base, man, it, it is going to be unbelievable to be the dude that comes in after Nick Saban. Best of luck to you. Gerard Mayo has been an assistant there since 2019. Of course, he also played for New England. So he's the leader in the clubhouse right now. He's also only 37 years old. So quite quite a difference there Relatable going from a 71-year-old yeah. coach yeah, to a 37-year-old coach. But that tends to be the direction that it feels like we're headed in the NFL. Let's get in one more call real quick before we head to break. John is calling us from Akron. Go ahead, John. Hey, how you guys doing? And listen, you have the greatest show in the world. How good of a uh, show can you have when two two goats, two le- legions, legends retire within 24 hours of each other? Anyway, the we, Alabama we job <laughs> is clearly the hardest one. But what I don't get is why isn't Alabama calling Frable? They need a young guy to be there for another 20 years who can demand the attention, who can demand the respect, and who'll become a legend there right in Saban's shoes. I just want I just wanted some feedback because I've been listening all day and I haven't heard Vrabel and Alabama come up in the same conversation. Thanks for the call, John. Ian did just mention it, but I think the problem there is going to be would Vrabel want to go to the college game in this landscape of There's college football? There's only one school. Now would it be him? He's a Buckeye through and through. He's part of the Silver Bullets. I mean, when he left Ohio State, he was the all-time sack leader uh, as a mm-hmm. defensive end. You know, and then you know Belichick was the one that walked him back to linebacker as a stand-up backer and. And the rest is literally football history. Uh, but there, And he was an assistant at Ohio State under Urban Meyer uh, with his good friend Luke Fickle, who's now the head coach of Wisconsin. That's the only school that Vrabel, I think, would even consider going back to college for. But they have a hell of a head coach right now, and Ryan Day. Right. Um, so <laughs> Although – you hear rumblings there, which is so absurd. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, again. Uh, it's college it, football. And that's yeah, part of the problem, by the way. That's college football. And that that is, if I was a coach. I'm telling you. The that's NIL not what portal, I'd be attracted to. The NIL and portal. If I had NFL options, I'm staying in the you, NFL. Thank you. I mean, and, and again, my brother, right? I mean, he's. Yep. There's only a handful of, of college programs that he would go to because of the NIL and portal. Shane Beamer talked about it last night when referencing the retirement of Nick Saban. Nick Saban talked about it earlier today with, with Reese Davis. It's a different world. And guys like Vrabel, if you have the opportunity to be in the NFL or college, it ain't even close, man. You're staying in the league because you know, you're having to go and rob from your best friend's roster. Because if you don't do it in college football, somebody else is going to go get that dude from your best friend's roster and come whip your ass with him, right? Mm-hmm. And you also have to re-recruit your own roster right. every day. That's, I think that's the harder to compound. And I'm not. And I, the transfer portal. I think it's a it's an art onto itself. But I also think that it's probably a new generation of coach that comes up enjoying that process, not the guys that have necessarily been in the game. It's funny that John there just referenced Vrabel as a young coach. He's 48 years old. Is 48 considered young coach still? Man, I mean, Vrabes, if you're comparing him to 72-year-olds, yes. Vrabel's 48 going on 28, man. That dude has that's, got so much true. fire, and he's so cool. And, I mean, he's and he's got his dippy treat and everything. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, Vrabel he, is – He's great. Yeah. But for me, I feel like you have to be under 40 for me to be considered, like, super – young coach 
but I get it compared to certainly the coaches that we're talking about, the legends that we're talking about moving on from their respective positions, at least moving on from where they are. We'll see if we see Nick Saban on television. Maybe we could see him at the NFL level. Both of these guys, though, and Saban and Bill Belichick, certainly incredibly hard to replace. They are going to be replaced. So coming up next, who will be harder to replace? We will continue this conversation. Triple eight, say ESPN if you want to join it. harder to replace Bill Belichick or Nick Saban both men impossible to replace but they're going to be replaced in New England and in Tuscaloosa Amber and Ann's presented by Progressive Insurance your small business keeps you on the go Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy to use mobile app learn more at progressivecommercial.com so who is harder to replace? Ian and I both think the answer to that question is Nick Saban. Of course, Ian Fitzsimmons. He spent some time in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He loved that program. He played for that program. So so you're biased, really, is what, no, is what I'm, not, no, what I'm at getting all. at. I'm, I'm so <laughs> disconnected to that program. I mean, it, that, that, was, that was 1990. Uh, but, you know, it, it's to me, it, it's just about college and pro football. And college fans are obsessed with their programs, and especially that fan base. I mean, it, it, look, I, I picked that against Alabama. fan base I, is what it is. That's I picked against Alabama in 09 when they were going to the Sugar Bowl to play Utah. And 17 guys emailed me about what they're going to do to my wife and daughters. My daughters were three and one at the time. Goodness. I mean, and it was disgusting and nauseating. That just because I picked Utah to be, and which by the way, they won, and Utah did destroy Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. That is, it's a very vocal minority, but even the majority are obsessed with the program, and that's why when you're going to follow that legend, I mean, you talk, I mean, the, the greatest to ever coach the game, he's better than Bear Bryant. It, it's it's not. It's not even close. Again, NFL fans outside of a handful of, of fan bases are passionate about their teams. I can't emphasize this enough. Programs like, like Alabama, college. they are obsessed with their program. Yes. And that's why following Saban, it, I mean, it's got to be Greg Byrne, the athletic director there. Dr. Byrne is a remarkable person. We've gotten to know him well. Love the guy. We love him. But, man, this is a – this is a hard, hard move. And this is one where every athletic director has that, you know, that, that, that list in your top right-hand drawer of three or four names. But you can't tell me that Nick Saban didn't have already, coming into this decision, he'd already given Dr. Byrne three or four names. Like, these are your top guys that I would go get, and I'll mm-hmm. help you go get them. So, and Doesn't Dan Lanning's already said no. Dan Lanning said, you know what? I, I was a GA at Alabama. I was Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator at Georgia. I'm building Camelot out here in Nike land in Oregon. I'm good. And I love me some damn good. But I'm good. I'm good. Right? Nike money. I'm go fly I, don't, fishing. Like, I don't need that. I don't, you're right. Like, I don't need that. I don't need that kind of pressure on me following Nick Saban. And you're right. And it's not just it's not just Bama fans that are that level of passionate. I mean, in, in this business, the only time I I'm pretty fortunate to not get it too 
crazy in this business, although we all do get it somewhat crazy, of course, in this business and, and a little bit more so probably if you're a woman. But I've been pretty fortunate. Uh, the only time that I was really offended by, by somebody was when I just had a baby and, and it was a Canes fan. And he thought I was saying something negative about the Hurricanes and wished death on my son because of it. And it was when the Canes were playing yeah. my Gators, right? So I was speaking from a fan perspective, defending my Gators. That's college football, though. And, and certainly I'm not excusing it away, but that's the reality of the level of passion in college football. I'm that level. I mean, I'm not that level of passionate. That's insane. But I'm very passionate about the Florida Gators. I've quite literally designed my entire life off of my affection for the Florida Gators <laughs> because my dad started taking me to two Gator football games before I could walk when I was a baby and all the way through until I actually went to Florida uh, after high school. And then I decided to, for that affection for college football and for sports generally is, is how I ended up here, right? All these years later, my entire livelihood is based on my affection that started for sports with my affection for the Gators. So that is what college football means to people. And because of that, I would want nothing to do. <laughs> I would want nothing to do with replacing Nick Saban. But somebody will want something to do with it because Alabama play uh, certainly pays handsomely. And, and coaches, there's a lot of talent yeah, and, there for Alabama. And coaches are arrogant. They believe they can be the guy to follow the guy. And I, and I respect the heck right. out of that. So, so uh, there, there's a coach out there that believes, you know what? I'll follow Bill Belichick in New England. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go damn win, you know. And there, mm-hmm. there are coaches out there that are go. You know what, Alabama? Hell yes. One, they're gonna pay handsomely, ten million a year. And two, I believe that I can go and and continue what that dude built. That is the confidence that any great coach has to have. And now it's a matter of can you do it. Triple Eight say ESPN. Steve has been hanging on from San Francisco. Steve, you got about thirty seconds. Go ahead. Oh God, Amber. Yes. Uh- the, Ian, you have a point of Belichick. It's easy to replace Belichick. Just plug in Vrabel, okay? And we'll do bingo coaches. Now, Ian, you have a point, him going to Atlanta. He owns a house on Nantucket. He, he's going to stay on the East Coast. And it's easy to win that division. Look what Tom Brady did. He went down there, won that division a couple of times with what? A 7-9 record? Easy, yeah. easy division to win. You have something there. Bob, uh, P. Cal is going to stay on the West Coast. He'll go down to San Diego, San Diego, L.A., okay? And that's Coach's bingo for today. That's, you know, I don't hate that. I haven't thro- I haven't heard much of that thrown out that Steve just threw out. I will say with Pete Carroll, he, he tends to be a quarterback whisperer. I mean, heck, even what he got out of Geno, maybe what he got out of Russ all those years. You don't necessarily need that, though, with the Chargers because we all believe in Justin Herbert, right? I do think it's interesting, this concept of Bill staying on the East Coast. You tend to agree with that, even though a lot of people have him going out West because of Justin Herbert and maybe staying closer to things. Harbaugh is the one that ends up with the Chargers, you know, or the Raiders, one or the other. Uh, If I'm the Raiders, I'm still taking a good hard look about Antonio Pierce. But because of the last 24 hours with Saban and Belichick, a lot of people are forgetting about Jim Harbaugh. I mean, yeah. anytime you talk quarterback play, he invokes the name Justin Herbert. So, to me, the Chargers, if they're smart, they, they've they've already been in, in conversations with Jim Harbaugh. I think that's their number one target. And these are just the teams that have openings that we're discussing, right? Great what about point. the teams that haven't yet Great fired point. their current head coach, right? But maybe are considering now doing just that because of the availability of these legends. 